Should I get hate for having an opinion? cancel culture i don't really know a lot about cancel culture but besides on like tiktok when people are like oh my gosh i can't believe you did that we're gonna cancel you now well cancel well i feel like with cancel culture these days you can't really have an opinion without somebody on the internet or multiple people on the internet being like that's wrong or that's racist that's called appropriation and then now you no longer have a platform and people are just like trying to get you ostracized from the media you know but at the same time cancel culture doesn't really make sense like the internet is there so people can voice their opinions and um have other people that they can relate to i mean sometimes what other people say is wrong which i understand that and then sometimes what they say it's just um, opinions of um a minority of people that not everyone agrees with but it has to be said they're playing devil's advocate well, I think cancel culture is like it started mostly over quarantine because people didn't have anything to do. Like people dig deep into somebody's dark, dark past, even though like they've learned from their mistakes, and be like, "Oh, you said a racial slur fifteen years ago. We're gonna cancel you for that now." Exactly. Now these people are like people who like have social media livelihoods are now losing their jobs because of something they said fifteen years ago. But at the same time, fifteen years ago, oh, like I'm not saying we're soft now, cause um. But things people said like fifteen years ago is bring brought back up, and it makes no sense because fifteen years ago it was fine. Like them saying, I could say I don't like cheese fifteen years ago would be fine, but now someone will bring it up, and now I'm canceled, and now the entire internet hates me. It makes no sense to me. But doing things like blackface, that's something like you can't get back from. Yeah, sometimes in some cases, cancel culture is okay, but I'm not gonna say like great, but it's okay. Like. Maybe I said something slightly offensive, but not I didn't like actually mean it. I don't think someone should be canceled from that, even if they like learn from the mistakes. Unless, like you said, blackface, you can't really come back from that. Yeah, and then with cancel culture, kids basically run social media. With cancel culture, they just pick and choose who to cancel. Right? Like, t- like let's take little Huddy, the TikToker, for example. He said the N word multiple times, barely apologized for it. And then the entire end, and then he was like, can't, we were like, let's cancel him, we're going to cancel him. And they canceled him all in one minute. And now he has, now he's working with um big artists like MGK and being on TV shows and he's getting his own show on Netflix, which makes no sense. But like lesser people or other people, I don't like know. Like that who, girl, Emma Hulu. Oh, yes, yeah, her. Like she had the best apology, like she was advocating for other people of color, even though she... She said the N-word one time, apologized, and then she lost her entire platform. It makes no sense. And it also has to do with pretty privilege. For, so with Emma Hulu or Emma, whatever her name, however used to her name is, she was an advocate. She um, spoke for gender equality, um, the LGBTQ, um, minorities in general. She was, And then everyone was like, oh, she's just a bad person because she said the N-word once. We have to cancel her. She's a table. They like basically bullied her to getting off the internet now she barely goes on social media at all little huddy says the n-word in a derogatory sense and then but and now he has all these privileges and that also has to do with pretty privilege and then but we'll get to that in a different topic um but yeah cancel culture really doesn't make any sense but sometimes it's for the best 
um, like with the whole Shane Dawson or James Charles thing with cancel culture. Shane Dawson made blackface. blackface he made jo- and he made Nazi jokes mm-hmm, and um jokes about rape and stuff and sexual violence against women and pedophilia and pedophilia and those were all brought to light. He was canceled. Now he no longer makes YouTube channel up videos. He's gonna post on Instagram and mm-hmm. social media. Though. And he lost a lot of his sponsorships. Or James Charles, it um. A groomer. Yes, he's a child groomer, and he was just recently canceled. Now he's losing losing um subscribers. He's lost his Morphe, uh, collaboration, and even though he made a video apology video, it's still not right. And people like these need to be held accountable for their actions. So sometimes cancel culture is for the best, but at the same time, um, we need to be careful of who we cancel, because it makes it seem like we you can't have an opinion. On the internet, and the internet's full of opinions. Yeah. You're so pretty. Pretty. So earlier we talked about cancel culture, and something that also ties into cancel culture is pretty privilege. It's basically um, glorifying what people, not just women who fit the ideal beauty standard and the ideal beauty standard always ends up being white skin and skinny European features and pretty privileged um, lets people get away with uh, saying, doing, saying and acting a certain way whilst others who would do the same thing who don't really necessarily fit that standard get ostracized and hated on. Um, do you have anything to say? I also think that a part of pretty privilege is like deeply rooted in like hatred. Um, not that they can get like when they can get away with other things, um, like when they start some things. Let's say like a person of color starts wearing something differently, people would say that that's weird, that's ghetto. But as soon as somebody who's white does exactly what they did, it's praise and it's like love just because they did it. And I think that has to do with pretty privilege. Yeah, pretty privilege really is just rooted in um, praising white people in general. For example, uh, wearing colored hair, like like wearing colored wigs back in the day was really um, hated on. It was called ghetto. When I was younger and on my school, I used to wear beads in my hair. And and people would make fun of that. Like white people make fun of that. Or I know Hispanics um, have Chicano Chicano culture. If you don't know what that is, it's like... um, they wore they wore um baggier clothes, or shopping at Goodwill. I just, my me and my mom shop at Goodwill sometimes, for sales and stuff. Shopping at Goodwill was um like frowned upon and back in the day. Like you were poor or something. Yeah, or and like, and or they call it Asian eyes, but they're called monolids. But and so then nowadays, Asian eyes are called Bella Hadid eyes because she has a little bit more curvier eyes and people are uh trying to have that and saying it's a trend now facial features should not be a trend just because a white person wants it now um wearing beads in the hair is now a trend for white girls um box braids box braids are now trends for white girls there are this there are these um girls on tiktok are the bad wiggies they wore these colored wigs and um people are like oh they're so cool and blah 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 and then a day or a week later, when that started becoming a trend, a black girl wore it. And her comment sections were full of people saying that, leave it to the white girls, you can't do that, you look ghetto. Ratchet. 
and it doesn't make sense to me. Like you see all these things happening where um, girls of color have these features or this culture that they've always had the, um, since birth. It's just how they are. They have, uh, they have big, they have big noses or um, monolids or, or big lips. Yeah, back in the day, it was uh, they were hated on for it and people hated their bodies. And now we were getting plastic surgery to get it. And those girls who were getting plastic surgery, the same ones who were ostracizing them. And then at the same time, even the men in their communities don't want them. Like, pretty privilege and um, ends up turning somewhere into colorism and featureism. Like, I know in the black community, there's a lot of colorism. Black men won't date black women, and their reasons will be make, will make no sense. They'll just say, we won't date black women because they're loud and ghetto. But you can't categorize a group of women like that. Like, um, they try to separate, like, all black people be, like, light skins, brown skins, and dark skins. Like, the black men will be like, oh, I can't date a dark skin woman because they're ugly and ratchet. But they'll say, I can date a light skin woman as if we're not all black. Exactly. And then, or they'll look for a white girl who had, like, who's who has bought black features, who bought the big lips, the big hips, and things like that, and who's wearing box braids. And that makes you think, why is she acceptable and I'm not? It really... There should be no reason why that she is the beauty standard now when she's copying my natural features. Or people who get, um, there's just, there's black fishing and then there's Asian fishing going on right now. If you don't know, black fishing is where you darken your skin tone, either using tanning or like edits. You start, um, getting lip fillers and then you start wearing box sprays and changing your features to look more black, but you're actually white. That's black fishing. You're trying to change your race like rachel dozel like she changed her complete race and like when she's like she has a documentary and she's like i know i was born white but i identify as a black woman like she got she changed her hair pattern now her hair is curly she wears box braids. she looks blacker than most black people that i know like she and then she has black kids which i don't know kind of a little weird and yeah and then there's asian fishing which is basically the same thing they do their makeup in ways where they look appear more Asian. And doing things like that really, like, makes people wonder why, how they're getting away with this. Because sometimes I look at these girls who do Asian fishing or black fishing, I really can't even tell the difference. And then you're surprised when you find out they, they're actually white. And then, where was I going with this? And then this also ties into uh, what I was saying earlier about men not wanting to date inside the race because now there's a stigma within um black women black women are constantly praising black men and uplifting them and supporting them but never giving the same amount of love back and even me there's a i've seen so much hate towards black women from black men that i'm starting to distance myself because i'm too afraid of that might happen to me because it has happened to me in the um, past i was given some colors things saying i'm too dark to ever be found attractive and I that really did hurt and then but at the same time because black women aren't the beauty center more European women are they every time they go out to date someone outside their race there's always the um fear is are there is their family racist um will they accept me or do they even like black women or if they do like black women or like um, women of color in general is this a fetish because there are fetishes like that and I personally would not want to date somebody who fetishizes me. Yeah. What we've learned from cancel culture and pretty privilege is that, yes, certain things need to be addressed in media. 
and people do need to have their platforms either boosted or taken away depending on how they use it but it also shows us that people who are the beauty standard which mostly revolves around being white skinny and pretty get away with a whole lot more than those who are of people of color or a minority either lgbtq or bigger sized people and that is something that really does need to be addressed in media and fixed. Yeah.